I'm one of the pastors here at Hillside. Should have mentioned it earlier, um, when you're praying today, pray for Daniel and Felicia. It's a big travel day. They're basically going to be on a plane all day. They're flying to Tel Aviv today. So um, that is a long time. They gain a day or lose a day, but it's going to be messed up for them. So um, just, just pray for them and their travels as well. Uh, it was 29 years ago that we moved into our new house, and it was a new house. It's the one we still own, and, 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 and it was so exciting for us, right? We loved our new house. It was, we had three kids at the time. It had four bedrooms, so everybody had their own bedroom, and the kids were all excited, and it was all brand new and all that stuff, and, and you know how it is. I mean, we, were, we decided to stay here at Hillside, so we kind of bought a house that we were going to live in for a long time, and so we loved our new house until it rained. Not just rained, it rained a lot. And not just rained a lot, it rained a lot with a really strong east wind. Because when that happened, we went downstairs and we realized we sprang a leak. We had two places in our basement where water was coming in. And again, we had two bedrooms down there. So, I mean, and so we just, we realized this and, and, and it was like, oh my goodness, what did we, what's going on here? Is this going to be, and, and we didn't love our house again. We didn't love our house at that moment. So we called the builder. He was great about it. He said, you know what? This kind of thing can happen. It, the foundation, it cracks. I know right where it is. I come over, he dug it out and he patched it up and the builder came and he fixed things and, and we loved our house again. And, and, and that was, is, I mean, we moved in about this time of the year, and so now we're, you know, the fall, everything's great, it's, it's you know, getting October, everything's perfect, and then it rained again, a lot again. I mean, it had rained in the meantime, but it hadn't rained that much with a strong wind from the east. And we went downstairs, and we, we sprang a leak again, not in both places, but just in one this time, just along the east wall of the house. There was water coming into our basement, and again, we didn't love our house. We called the builder, and he said, okay, I'm going to send somebody. I'll come, I'll dig it out, but I'm going to send somebody who'll come, and he'll, he'll patch things up for you. He spent, sent an expert to fix things, and this guy had some, it was like hot tar or something, not just a kind of, this was going to guarantee it. The only problem was we had to wait three days for the patch to take, all right? So we had to leave this open for three days. And in those three days, everything froze. I went out to fill in this hole against the side of my house where we've had water leaking in, and I couldn't move the dirt. It was all just a pile of frozen dirt now, and I couldn't move it. I couldn't fill it in. And, and about two weeks later, it rained again, a lot again, <laughs> with a strong wind from the east again. <laughs> And I remembered it was at night, and I will never, I mean, I, I, I can bring you right to the place, and I can, I, I mean, I went outside, and I'm just watching water fill in this hole. Got a little swimming pool out there, and I'm just thinking, here we go, it's just going to go in. I'm, I, I'm laying on the ground, and, and this was a Saturday night, right? So for me, I I'm laying on the ground with a bucket trying to empty water out of this hole, and it's just running right back in, and I thought, I can't do anything. So I just went to bed. And I woke up early the next morning, and I went downstairs, and the patch held. It was dry in the house, and it's been dry there ever since. And we loved our house again. Why do I tell you that? Well, because I want you to think about something with me this morning, that anytime we build anything, there comes a time when it gets tested, right? There comes a testing point. That for us, we, we knew we'd been dry for a long time, but the question was when we had a lot of rain, a lot of wind from the east, when it was up against there, would we stay dry? That was going to be the testing point. Until we had that happen, 
Actually, until like five years later, I still didn't believe it, but now I do. But until we had the testing point, until we got to the place where, where, where we knew that it was going to work, it happens with anything we build. We build a shelf. At some point, you put a book on it. <laughs> That's when you find out whether you built it well or not, right? Will it hold a book up? We build a little landscaping bridge in the backyard. (laughs) Will people be able to walk on it? Or do we have to put a just-for-show sign on it, right? At some point, you turn the water on, turn the electricity on. We build a chicken coop. Does it keep the chickens in and the predators out, right? There's always a testing point. Now, some of you might be saying, well, I, I don't build anything, Ron. I've never built anything in my life. I don't do that. The fact is what the Bible says to us and what I want us to think about this morning is that we are all builders. Okay, each and every one of us is a builder. Whether we're five or 105, we are all builders because God gives each and every one of us resources. God has given each and every one of us resources. He has given us time. He has given us talents. He has given us treasures. Each and every one of us has a certain, it's not the same for all of us, And and he calls us to do something with it. We are building a life. And and what Paul wants us to know this morning, we're going to take a look at a passage from 1 Corinthians 3. What Paul wants us to know this morning is that one day, what we are building will be put to the test. And and it's not put to the test in this life. That's going to be one of the huge things we need to think about this morning. Am I just building for what looks good in this life, or am I building a life that's going to last into eternity? 1 Corinthians chapter 3, if you want to turn there now, if you have Bibles, starting at verse 10, we're going to go through verse 15. Paul says, by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and, and someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful, should build with care, rather. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, that is, Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is, because the day, the day of testing, the day of judgment, will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward." But if it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved. Important to know that, okay? We're not talking about whether we're saved or not. Yet will be saved, even though only only as one escaping through the flames. Paul is saying one day what we are building will be put to the test. Again, I want to highlight something I just said. Paul's not talking about whether we're saved, okay? Sometimes I think we look at this in in a passage like this, and we can end up kind of saying, "Uh uh-oh, if I don't do this right, if I don't get this right, then 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 I'm, I'm lost. I'm going to go get burned up in the fire. No. What gets burned up in the fire is not us. What gets burned up in the fire is our, 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 the stuff of our lives. And if it's stuff that was just not important, then, and, and, and so again, we're saved by grace alone. But what Paul is saying is that what we are doing with what, we got, what God has given us will get tested. And he gives us a powerful picture of this test. And I want you to just kind of think about this, okay? I, I want you to just really imagine it that, again, we are now in heaven. We are now with Jesus. And, and I think the picture is, is that one day we will all stand before God and we will all have something in front of us, a house of some sort in front of us, okay? And it will be the result of our life's work, okay? It will be the life that we have lived, the life that we have built, what we have done with all the resources, all the time, all the talent, all the treasures, all that God has given to us. At some point, we're going we're gonna to just stand in front of God, and that's going to be there. For some of us, we're going to have 
pretty impressive places. You know, let's say somebody could have been a car dealer and instead chooses to, to, to become a pastor and gives up all the ease of being a car dealer. I would imagine that guy's going to have a nice mansion. Put his, right? I mean, come on, right? We're going to have this in front of us of what we've done with our lives. Some are going to be bigger, some are going to be smaller. Because I didn't do much with my life. I didn't have very many resources. I didn't have very much stuff. I didn't spend my time wisely. Some are going to have medium-sized houses. And I want you to also recognize there will be a church house, a hillside house, okay? And, and, and somehow we got our own and we got our hill, and we're all standing there, okay? And, and then what Paul says is, and I think this is, I mean, it's going to, we're standing there. Imagine this huge, long line. And, and I don't know if we're perfected yet, because I think we still might be looking like at other people's places and still kind of doing some evaluation of, well, that wasn't real good. I'd, yeah, that's what I expected out of that person. Not much there, right? But then the fire will come through. The fire will come through, and it will be a fire of judgment, and that's just cool, and they have to do it again. The fire will come through, and every house will be changed. Every house will be changed. We will not know what we really built until that moment, after the fire has come through. That's when we will know what we have built. That's when we know what we have done. Again, verses 12 and 13. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. So again, every house will be changed. Some will become smaller. Some that we thought were really impressive are going to be mostly gone because they weren't built in the right way. And some that we thought were really small, not very impressive, we hardly noticed them here on earth. I think what we're going to see is those places are going to grow. And, and, and some people, when we look at the church ones, some of that is going to change as well. And every house will be changed in the fire, right? And unfortunately, Pastor Ron's place takes quite a beating. That sort of thing is going to happen. I, I think there's no question about it. Paul says it's going to be revealed. Some of you have just kind of thought you hadn't done much with your lives Say, I didn't make a big splash. I, nobody noticed me. Nobody paid any attention. You're going to discover after that fire, your place is it's just shining and it's new. Some of us are going to have very little. And, and in the hillside house, some people we thought were midgets are actually going to stand tall. And some who we thought were going to stand tall are actually going to be pretty small. The fire will change everything. And, and, and so the question of the morning... Is, is, I hope, kind of obvious at this point. How do we build a life that will last? I, I mean, how do I build not just for today? And, and yeah, I build a life, I enjoy it. God gives us this world as a gift. But how do I build? How do I use the time, the resources, the, the talents, the treasures, all that stuff God has given me to build something that's just not going to become smoke on that day of judgment, that's not going to be just nothing there? And, and, and by the way, those aren't the houses we live in, okay? Those are mansions. Jesus builds that. Don't, I know. Anyway, but how do I build in a way that's going to last? And, and, and for all of us, we think about this. We think about this as, as moms on Mother's Day, as, as dads, as parents, as grandparents, as friends. 
We think about this as, again, as a church. How do, we, how do we build a life that will last on that day? I want to talk about three things. I think Paul gives us three things in this passage that we have to, that we have to pay attention to, uh, again, for us as a church and for us as individuals. First of all, we have to build on the right foundation. Any, any builder will tell you if the foundation is bad, it doesn't matter what kind of materials you use. You have to have the right foundation. I, I ran across this this week. Some of you might have remembered it. It was about 10 or 11 years ago that this all happened. But the Ocean Tower Project in South Padre Island, Texas. South Padre Island, some of you may have heard about it. I, I've never been there, but apparently it's a very popular spring break destination. Uh, it's beautiful. It's on the very southern part of Texas, on the Gulf of Mexico. It's a great place to be. And so these developers had this idea, the dream. The dream was a, a, a place to live with 37 stories. They would do 147 units, and each of those units would be just gorgeous marble i mean stainless steel it was going to be top of the notch each of those units 11 12 years ago was selling at two million dollars per unit that's a that's a nice place i had a brother who was involved in some condominiums and telluride an investment thing and he you know said yeah that cost about a million each to build and and Went out, came back, and he said, they're really nice. And I said, well, give me a million bucks. I can build pretty nice, too. I mean, but see, these are going to be $2 million each. And, and, and the location was going to be just fantastic, right on the, the Gulf of Mexico, the other side. This, like I say, this is an island. The other side is the inland waterway, and just fantastic. And so the beginning, it, it started off, and they were building very quickly. They had borrowed $65 million in order for the project. They had put in about 55,000 tons of material. Okay, it was at 376 feet, and this is where they stopped because there were cracks in the concrete. The building was falling sideways, just four inches, but that was just the beginning, and they realized that they couldn't go on. Less than a year later came the end, and the thing was imploded. $65 million gone. 55,000 tons just crashing to the ground. All the material they put into it was fantastic, but they didn't build the foundation right. They, they didn't have the foundation right, and so 65, it, it was impressive, it was, and, and they probably could have, I mean, they, they, they would have gotten students on, but in some ways it looked fine up to that point. Nobody would have really noticed it. Paul says, you know what? You need to have the right foundation. Verse 11, no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. And, and we have to build our lives on the right foundation. And, and, and so I ask you, where do you put your trust? What are you building your life on? Because only Jesus Christ can, can save us. Only Jesus Christ can keep us secure. Only Jesus Christ is our rock, is our solid foundation. It is on Christ, the solid rock, we can stand. Everything else and everyone else will file as a foundation. I, I, I just promise you this. It might last for a while. You might be able to build something up for a while. But if you are building your life, if I am building my life, if we are building our church on anything other than Jesus Christ, it will not last if we're building on, 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 on money, if I'm building my life saying, okay, I, I have enough money, now I can be secure, I have a good foundation, and I can understand, I mean, I feel like that. There's a, I mean, right, if I, if I know I have enough money, 
And I can feel like, okay, I can handle what comes my way. I can handle the storms. I can handle it. God said, it's not going to be a foundation that lasts. Maybe my reputation. And that's what I can build my life on, my reputation. I, 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 I will live with integrity, and I will convince people of that. And I will live on my reputation. Or I'll live on another person. I'll invest my life, and I will just, just trust that person to tell me what to do. Or just ourselves. It's just me. And, and that gets so dangerous. And, and I want to just stop and think about that for us as a church. We've got to build on Jesus Christ. I, I love the, the music. I love the amazing programs we have. I love the ministry directors that we have, what Dawn and Kristen do with children's ministries, and Kirk and Eric. And I love, it is so good. I love, like I say, worship. I hope messages are interesting. But if, if what we do here doesn't point people to Jesus Christ, then we're in big trouble. Then we're telling people to build their life on something that doesn't... If, if, if we build this church on me, if we build this church on any individual, if that's what is the foundation of this church, and we've seen it in, 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 our, in, in, in the past 20 years, right? Churches that have been built on a personality, churches that have been built on an individual, and as soon as that individual is gone, for whatever reason, they fall apart. And the only foundation we have that's going to last is Jesus Christ. And so we need to ask ourselves, are we building on Jesus Christ? Am I building my life on Jesus Christ? Or am I building it on something else? That's the first one. We have to, we have to build on the right foundation, that is Jesus Christ. Second thing Paul tells us is that we have to build with the right material. We have to use the right material. Uh, again, that, that wasn't the problem for the, the ocean towers, right? That, that was a foundation problem. <laughs> Once we have the foundation, we have to build with the right material. Paul puts it this way. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, whatever building material you use, their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. Now, in this list, gold, silver, costly stones are fine, but if there's a fire coming, wood, hay, and straw are the problem, Right? Wood, hay, and straw are the problem. And so I was thinking this week, and I thought, why build with wood, hay, or straw? And, and, and it finally hit me this morning. I have just one word in an answer to that. Ikea. Right, why do I buy Ikea furniture? Why? Why? <laughs> not because not it's built with just oak and maple. And I, no, because it's a lot cheaper, it's easier to work with, and it still looks pretty good, Right? And that's fine for, right? But you go through my house and you're going to see that. And, 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 and like I say, I, Ikea furniture. But, but some of us are building our lives with Ikea furniture. Some of us are building our lives just for appearances. Just, just so that people will think highly of us. Just so that people will notice us. Just so that people will think that we are impressive. But we need to remember again, that will be revealed with fire. And the fire will test the quality of each person's work. And, and, and so we have to ask ourselves, what are we building with? Again, here's just another example. This guy had a shed, built it, looked fine until it snowed. And, of course, his problem was cheap materials. He rebuilt it. This is not me, by the way. But he rebuilt it using probably more money to put the roof on than he had for the whole structure previously. But this one's going to last a lot longer. This one's going to last. And, and so think about that. 
as you think about it, we can build lives that look impressive, right? I can, I can forego being a car dealer and look impressive because I'm a pastor, and I am somebody who just loves Jesus. We can look impressive. People may notice us. People may even be attracted to us. But if it's not real, it won't last. If I am, if I am my facade will come down. It might not be in this life, but it certainly will in the next if all I'm doing is building to impress you, and, and I think it's so tempting for us to do this, right? It's, I mean, the, the book's like, you know, how do we win friends and influence people? Well, you, you know, you say their name over and over again. You learn these techniques. I don't want to learn how to win friends and influence people. I want to learn how to be like Christ. Right? There's a huge difference. How, how, do you, how do you get people in your congregation to like you? If I'm driven by that, you might like me. I'm pretty good at it. I might be able to fool you for a time. But we all lose. We all lose. Are you building your life worrying about what everybody else is thinking? Or are you building your life saying, God, I just want to be faithful to you wherever I am and whatever I do? What are you building with? Ikea or maple? Oak? good wood, red wood, whatever it is. What are you, you going to... Again, the, the, the world we live in is, is, big, into, is big into appearances. That's, that's what Corinth was all about. Corinth was the Las Vegas of, of its day. And, and man, they, there was so much splash. There was so much pizzazz. And the church was buying into it. Paul says, man, if you're just playing those games... I, I mean, we can build a church that looks impressive... We really can. We, can. we can make sure that what people see is, is exactly right. People may notice us. People may even be attracted to us. And, and I tell you, this is, I, I think every pastor is honest, this is a, a, a fear that we all have, is that, you know what, all we're worried about is whether we're attractive to people. But if it's not real, if what we do here, I can't change your lives. Only Jesus Christ can. But if what's attracting us here is something else, if, if it's the power of our programs, if it's the power of whatever, if it's flashiness, it won't last. So we have to build on the right foundation, Jesus. We have to build with the right material. And then third, and, and again, this is just really important, we have to build into people and use things. We have to build into people. And here I'm going to cheat a little bit and go back to verse 9. Paul, Paul introduces all of this by saying, For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field. You are God's building. Okay, right? What are we building? We're building each other. Well, what's the building that's going to... It's, it's, it's people, friends. It's people that are going to last. It's people that are going to make that. It's what we've done for the kingdom of God. It's how we've built that up. That is what is going to last. We have to build into people and use things. Uh, Andy Kivenhoven once said this, and I'll always remember it. God created us to love people and to use things. That that's what we're supposed to do with our lives. That's when life is supposed to go well. But because of our sinful nature, those things get twisted around. It's often in my life I love things and I use people. I love the stuff, and the people are the means to get there. I tell you, if that is my motivation, if that is my drive, my life will not, it won't last. 
I, I can maybe make it last through this one, but when that judgment day comes, when that fire comes through, everything is going to be gone. If you want to build a life that lasts, love people and use things. If you want to do, again, what, what my kids need from me is not stuff as much as my love and, and a place of security and safety. The people around me, I mean, I, and, and, and again, stuff is good. Use it. <laughs> I, 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 again, we're talking about building, and, and, and I want to say, if it helps us love people better, if it helps us love more people, if it helps us grow God's kingdom, then we ought to do it. But it's just a thing. Building our things. And, and, and so we've got we to gotta build into people. We are God's building. Ultimately, it's that that's going to last. So we have to build on the right foundation, Jesus Christ. We have to build with the right material. And then we have to build into people and use things. We don't build on our own. If you're like me, you get to this place and you say, I can't do that very well. I can't, I can't build that kind of a life. I keep worrying too much about how I look. I keep worrying too much about appearances. Paul said at the very beginning, verse 10, by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation. It's, it's God's grace, friends. We don't build on our own, but God's grace builds through us. As dads, as moms, on Mother's Day here, as, as, as friends, as teachers, as we build into the people around us, as neighbors, it's God's grace that helps us build. And so I just want to close with this question. Are we building lives that will last? Again, let me remind you, this is not a question of whether we're going to be saved or not. We are saved by God's grace. If you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, you are saved. But, but we have the amazing opportunity. We have the amazing opportunity to, to do things that are going to last for all eternity. Think about that. You can make a difference in people's lives that will last for all eternity. You can plant a seed today that will be a, an oak tree in heaven. Later on in this letter, 1 Corinthians 15, 58, Paul says, always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord for your labor in the Lord is not in vain. I promise you this. If you love in the name of Jesus, if you serve in the name of Jesus, even though it's not perfect, it will make a difference. And on that day, that will blossom. And nobody else might ever see it in this world. You might not ever see it. But if you do that, if you build into people, if you love people, if you build on the foundation of Jesus Christ, if you do that, you will be able to say, my Father, this is what I've done. Let's pray together. Father, we want to build lives that matter. We so easily get caught up in the games we play of trying to have other people notice us and be attracted to us and tell us that we're great people, that we're great moms, great dads, great pastors, great whatever we are, great kids, great students, great teachers. Father, we want to be great lovers. We want to be great in your kingdom. We want to be people who are doing things that matter. And so teach us, Father, how to do that. Remind us that it's Jesus Christ alone who will bring the foundation. Remind us, Father. Teach us to live in, in, in using the right materials, of, of, of being genuine and authentic and real, and not just worrying about appearances. And then, Father, help us to love people, to love the gifts that you have created in your image, 
and to use the wonderful gifts that you've given us to love others with. Father, help us to build a life that matters. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand as we sing together this, this prayer, that it would be ours, that we would build our life upon Jesus, our firm foundation. Worthy of every song we could ever sing Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you Jesus the name Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. We live for you. prayer today. I will build my life upon your love.
nation. I will put my trust in you alone, and I will not be shaken. If you would like to pray with someone this morning, there will be some folks from Hillside in the prayer room happy to, to meet with you after the service. People of God, as you go from this place, know that you go in the grace of a sure foundation, Jesus Christ. Amen.